Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's Word for you. Good evening. How y'all doing tonight? Pastor said I was a little nervous. That's an understatement. Because um, I don't take it lightly to fill this pulpit tonight because uh, after 30 years of being here, I know that not just anybody gets to preach. But I'm very excited about the word that I have tonight. Um, it's kind of a, a journey. It's been a journey for me and for my family for the last several months. Um, and I'm going to be talking about Jubilee. Now, Jubilee in the Old, is in the Old Testament. And we don't hear a lot about it t- today because it was mainly for Israel. But the journey started back in December. We were at a leadership meeting, and that night we were there, and um, Pastor Don got up and taught us our lesson and everything, and at the end we had some time left, and he said, I'd like for y'all just to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, and and we're just going to intercede and pray for a while. And I said, all right. And I began to pray in the Spirit, and I prayed, and and he had given us a list of things to pray about, and I prayed for some of those things. And I was praying along, and all of a sudden, the Lord said, Jubilee. And I thought, Jubilee, okay. And as I thought about that a little bit and kept praying in the Spirit, and he said to me, he said, "Um, this is going to be a year, the year of 2015 is going to be a year of Jubilee for you and your family. And after that, he said, it's also going to be a year jubilee for the tree of, for Church of Tree of Life. And I said, okay, Lord, that's fine. I said, but let me remind you that jubilee was in the Old Testament, and it was for Israel. And he said, I don't, um, he said, I understand that. But he said, I want to do something this year different. I want to do something great for y'all, and it's going to be a year of jubilee for you and your family. And so I just continued to pray, and the meeting was over, and I was just standing there thinking about what is Jubilee, and what does it have to do with me and my family? And immediately I turned, and Lemoyne Davis is standing next to me, and he says, what was the Lord telling you during your prayer time? And I said, what are you talking about? What do you you mean? He said, what was the Lord telling you? And I thought, man, I don't have a clue how Lemoyne knew that God was speaking in my heart. And I turned to him, and I said, the Lord was speaking to me about Jubilee. And he said, praise God. He said, what did he tell you? So I shared with him a little bit about just in the brief minutes that the Lord had been sharing with me about what he was saying. He said, you know what? He said, he said, I've been hearing that in my spirit. And I said, well, praise God. I said, it brings confirmation. And so that night we just went home and, and I just um, kind of put it on the back burner and thought, well, you know, that's awesome. God, we're going to have a year of Jubilee in 2015. So then about <clears throat> in the January, we... I'll have know about the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And one Saturday morning we came, me and Denise came, and we were sitting up here, and, and uh, Pastor Ken was leading that day. And when we got, to, uh, it, he said, we, you know, we're just going to spend some time in praise and worship, then we're going to spend some time interceding, and we're just going to wait and see what God has to say. And so we praised, and Cody, I think, I don't remember, I think Cody or Troy led praise and worship that morning, and it was awesome. We were spending time praising the Lord, and, and we began, I began to pray in the Spirit, and, and Pastor Ken got up, and he, was, he had a, 
tongues and interpretations. And so we were praised some more. And then I got up and I had a tongues and interpretations. And I, I, as I began to have that prophecy come forth, it kind of towards the end, there was, the Lord made reference to Jubilee again. And so then uh, I would like for y'all to listen to that prophecy that uh, Carson's going to play it for us. And I want y'all to listen to what the prophecy said that, that Saturday morning. Come to me and sup at my table. For there are many things at my table I have desire for you to take of. My table is full, full of the things that you need, full of life, full of the things of your life. To bring, bring yourself to my table. Come and sit with me. For I am at joy when you're at my feet. I'm at joy when you're at my table. I'm at joy when you're in my presence. My joy will be your guide. My joy will be your strength. I will be there in your time of need and trouble. But yes, my people, you have to come to me. You have to seek me. You have to look for me while I am here. Come and sit with me. For it is a time, a time that we come together. A time of jubilee. A time where this comes, a time of jubilee. A time of restoration. For yes, I am a God of restoration. I can restore old things to new. I restore things to new that are better. I have better things for you than what you have and what you have seen and what's been in your past. For your future is in my hand and my hand is upon you and I will guide you and I will direct you and I will take you farther than you ever thought you could go. Places that you've never seen or heard of. But yes, you have to come to me. You have to seek me. You have to follow me. You have to listen to my voice. Don't listen to the voice of another. Don't get tangled up in the things of this world, but follow after me and come sit at my feet. Bow down at my feet and worship me and I will take you places you've never dreamed of. I will be with you. I will strengthen you. Yes, your health. I will restore your health. I will restore your finances. I will restore all the things that the enemy has stolen from you. For I am a good God and a loving God, a God full of mercy for you because you are my people and I love you. Yes, the blood of Jesus has been a great sacrifice. Do not take it lightly for that blood has purchased you and bought you out of hell and purchased your life, purchased you away from the enemy in the darkness and brought you into a place of greatness, a place of love, a place of compassion. Take that passion, compassion and that love and take it to the world. Take it out and give it to the people of this world for they need it, for they're lacking that. They're lacking what you have and they need it. Do not hold back. And yes, when you come to me and sit at my feet, I will bless you. I will watch over you. I will care for you in all your needs, all of your troubles. I will see you through those things to the other side. Yes, there are many things in this world right now that are going on that are, that are scary. But do not be afraid. For my love, my perfect love casts out all fear. And if you love me with the love I have for you, you will not fear those things. You will not be of dread. You will not be afraid of the things that come. But you'll be excited because you know that my presence is, on, is with you. And I am near to you and I'll always be with you. And that no, 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 know that this, that I am your God, I am your Lord, I am your King. And I am your soon coming King. The time is drawing short. The time is drawing near for us to move as a church, as the church to move and to go forth and to do great and mighty exploits upon the earth in my name. Yes, I do love you, my children. Come and sit with me, for I desire your presence. That was the word that we received that morning. And 
as the word came, after the word came and, and Pastor Ken came over to me and he asked me if I would share some more on what the Lord had begun to show me on Jubilee. So I got up that morning and I began to share with what I knew about Jubilee that the Lord had been sharing with me at this time up to that point. And so after what I was done, <clears throat> I went home and I said, you know what, I'm just going to have to really get in the word and find out more about Jubilee. So I got in the word and I looked up some stuff and I got my concordance out and thought how many scriptures there is there on Jubilee. And, and what I found out was there's not a lot. Then in Leviticus chapter 25, this is what it says in verse eight. And you should count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself and seven times seven years. And the time of seven Sabbaths of the years shall be for 49 years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month. And on the day of atonement, you shall make it, the trumpet sound throughout all of your land. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land and to all its inhabitants, and it shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall turn to his own possession, and each of you shall return to his own family. The 50th year shall be a jubilee to you, in it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows on, the, on its own accord, nor gather the grapes or an unattended vine, for it is the jubilee. It shall be holy to you, and you shall eat its produce from the field. And this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his own possession. And as I began to study that out, what the deal is that Israel, God said, okay, he had things set up. He had the Sabbath year, he had the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day is seven days, and on the Sabbath, that Sunday, is a day of rest. On the Sabbath year is when the, um, you didn't plant your land or your crops or your vineyards or any of those things on the seventh year. And what God did was he said, look, I want y'all to trust me, and I want y'all to be in complete rest on the seventh year. So on the sixth year, I'll give you a bumper crop. And so on the seventh year, you don't plant. And on the eighth year, you're going to plant, but you have nothing to harvest. So I'll also provide for you that year. And the ninth year, then you harvest again. So what God was telling them was, telling Israel, telling the Jews, I want you to be in complete rest and complete trust in me for your provision. So that's what he said. And that's how that works. So then, if we turn over then to Leviticus 25, 39 through 41, this is what it says there. And any of your brethren who dwells by you becomes poor and sells himself to you, you shall not compel him to serve as a slave. As a hired servant or a sojourner, he shall be with you and shall serve you until the year of Jubilee. And then he shall depart from you and he and his children with him and he'll return to his own family and he shall return to his own possessions of his father. So we see then in the year of Jubilee, if you were, came into debt, say that you really needed money bad, you sold your house and so you didn't have a house and say you had a farm and you sold it too to get some money and to make that money, you got the money, you sold your possessions. Well, that that was then when the year of Jubilee came, all debt was forgiven and God set it up. On the year of the 50th year, 
You got your home back, you got your land back. And that's how it was. And God had it all set up that if you sold your house, you know, and it was 10 years before Jubilee, we'll say it was worth this much. Well, you only got 10 years left on it. You only got this much for it. He had that all figured out. But in in, uh, verse 39, where it talks about, if you were then so poor that you had to sell yourself into slavery, that you yourself became a slave and you went out, sold yourself, you had to go work for somebody for, for nothing because you were sold into slavery, you became a slave. And so what Jesus said, well, I mean, God said was, okay, on the year of Jubilee, you're a free man. So then you were free. Not only did you get your freedom back, you were no longer a slave, but you also went back, got your farm back and got your house back. Because God told Israel, I want you to trust in me. I want you to take, I want to take care of you. And I don't want you to think that you own anything because I own it all and I'm just letting y'all borrow it, basically is what he told them at the time. So that's how this was set up, the Jubilee was set up. It was the seven, seven, seven is a special number for God, it's the, it's the number of completion. So it was seven years times seven Sabbath years, which came to 49, and then it came to where it was the 50th year when they blew the trumpet. Now, the next verse I wanna look at is in Luke 4, verses 17 through 19. And this is Jesus, I found found this interesting fact I wanna share with you that happens it has to do with Jubilee. There's not a lot of other scriptures. Most everything you're going to find on Jubilee is in chapter 25 of Leviticus. And that's it. But in, in Luke 4, it says here, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty or Jubilee to the captives and recover the sight of the blind and to set up liberty or Jubilee to those who are oppressed to proclaim this acceptable year of the Lord. Now this was Jesus. He stood up and, and that was a quoted, it was a prophecy in Isaiah 61.1. And he got up, they gave him the book and that's what he read. And that day he read that was the day of Jubilee, the first day of the year of Jubilee for that year, and that 50 year stretch. So Jesus started his ministry on the, year, on the day of Jubilee. Now, as, as the journey continues, I want to talk to you about first the, what the Lord had told me about the year of Jubilee for me and my family. And me and my family, we really needed some Jubilee in our family. And I'm, I imagine everybody's family needs Jubilee. But me and Denise got excited when I, I began to share with her what God was sharing about a year of Jubilee for us and for my family and for our kids because we had had some problems. We had some things that plagued us for a long time. Things that were our health issues. We had some debt, um, things with our kids, things with, with jobs and, and our money, finances, and different areas that we had been battling in for a long time. And as we sat down and we, we began to grasp this, we began to speak the word. And we began to speak it with new confidence and boldness and believing it and walking it out. And we got excited and we got like new hope and it's like new faith and it was like, hey, we're revitalized, we're ready to go again. And um, you know, problems came. Just like they come to you, they come to me, they come to Pastor Don, they come. 
Well, the problems came, but every time a problem came, we prayed and God was there to answer those prayers, meet those needs. I mean, we got excited about, you know, some things came and I thought, oh my, now what? You know, let's pray. We prayed and God began to meet us at every area, everything that we came in contact with. We began to see God's hand move and those things began to happen and we began to see results and we thought, how's this going to happen? And here, you know, where's the money come from? Here's the money. And these things began to happen. Things showed up. We got, it was, it was awe inspiring sometimes to see. And sometimes it's like, hey, devil, what do you got next? I want to see what God's going to do. We were very excited. But about two or three weeks ago, <clears throat> I was continued to thinking about Jubilee and praying and getting more and more excited. But the, the Lord began to work on me. And he said, you know what, Paul? He said, you've show, sold yourself and sold yourself into bondage in some things. And he said, I, I'm ready for you to deal with some of that. I want you to deal with that. And I began to look at some of the areas of my life that he began to show me. And was, some of it was, was about my debt. We incurred some debt a few years ago and we've been battling to get that thing down best we can. And at, at the first of the year, you know, I just heard God tell me, you know, this is the year you're coming out of debt. That's what you're Jubilee. You're no longer going to be enslaved to debt. And man, I got fired up. I'm excited. I can't wait because what that means to me is I can give more money in the ministry. I can give more money to missionaries. I can finally get a new truck. Uh, if y'all know what I'm driving, you know what I mean. I'm excited about some of these things. But there were some things he began to deal with me on, issues that he said, I don't want you doing that. And it wasn't maybe, you know, maybe you're thinking, oh, what kind of hidden sin does he got? Well, you know, I've had some of them too and we've dealt with them. But there are just some things in my life that God acquired. He, he says, I don't want you doing that. And it might be all right for somebody else to do that. But he said, I don't want you to do that because I want you to walk higher. And I don't want you doing those things. I want you to walk on a higher place. So don't do that. You know, and I, so, you know, I said, oh, so-and-so's doing that. And, you know, he's a godly man. Uh, you know, and I tried to do a couple of those things. And, man, he, he got on me. He said, hey, it ain't gonna do, you can't do that. I said, all right. Yes, sir. I'll be obedient. And, you know, in another area, he said, you know what? You, you've gotten a little bit content and a little bit lazy. And pastor's been preaching on that for a year strong. And, and you know, and, and, and I heard all the fine messages he's preached on that. And I, I, so I had to repent. And I'll tell God, I'm sorry I've been lazy. I hadn't been praying like I should. Hadn't been reading the word like I should. Hadn't been doing some of the things I need to be doing. And I said, all right. So as I began to spend some time with him and I heard these things and I began to repent and turn away from them things and they were hindering me and keeping me in slavery and bondage to those things and, and keeping me hooked up to the things in this world that I don't want to be hooked up with. And so I, once I repented, I began to experience a peace that I haven't experienced in a long time. And I felt like I just knew in my spirit, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay now. I'm going to do well. It's going to be okay. And I felt like finally, once again, that God was really in control of my life. You know, I've been, you know, I pray to God all, you know, and, but sometimes I just want to be in control. And God said, no, that's what Jubilee is all about. You not being in control. Me, let me be in control. Let me have, have it. So now I feel like God's in total control again. And I feel, you know, I feel really good. 
And you know, it just sometimes, it just like, man, I just, it's hard to let go of these things. It's hard to let go and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you 100% to take care of all this stuff. But once I let it, him have it again and he's in control, I'm at peace. I'm at joy. I'm not so stressed out, having all these problems, thinking about all this stuff. So I just want to thank God that he loves me enough that he's going to allow me to continue to go and do what I want to do. Now, the next thing I would like to talk about is what I heard the Lord tell me for Tree of Life Church. And uh, I said, okay, Lord, what's, what does the year of Jubilee mean in 2015 for Tree of Life? And he said, the Tree of Life is going to step up and do some different things that it's never done before. Go out in some new areas, new avenues. You know, we've kind of always been a kind of going this direction. And we've always kind of been like this. But we were going to kind of see some new things come to happen. We were going to step out in some new things, in some new areas and do some new things. And that's good. God's in it. He's got a plan for us to do those things. Another thing he told me that we would see God's favor as we haven't never seen it before. He said with things like the city. He said with other churches, with different organizations, people groups, things like that, that we would see his favor like we've never seen with them before. To be able to go out in other communities and open in he was going to open doors in other communities and other churches and that we could partner with different people and different organizations and do all of these things, that we'd have favor to do that. He also told me we would have new freedom in our praise and worship. And I got excited about that. Cody, I'm excited when I look at you and I see, you know, praise God, our year, I think our year has, has grown so much in praise and worship this year already in 2015. And I think it's going to grow even more. I see new things. I, I, I'm beginning to feel a newness in the spirit when I begin to sing. And it's just like a new peace in my heart when I begin to worship. And you lead us in that area. And you take us into the Holy of Holies. I get so excited. And it's, I'm just so blessed. And this is something he said that I wasn't sure I was going to say or not. But he said that we were going to be set free from some things that happened in our past in our church. Then he said that there would be many doors that were closed in the past to us will now begin to open up. And I think that's just part of his favor. That we're going to have divine favor like we've never had before. And I'm pretty excited about that. To see where God's taken Tree of Life Church to the next level and to the next place. And and, and, and the favor that we're going to have in this community to go on and do the things that we're going to do. Now I'd like to talk to you about what I heard from the Lord about you. As members of Tree of Life Church, I heard that this is going to be a, a year of jubilee for each and every one of you. A year of liberty. And liberty... The definition of liberty is freedom, release, and setting free. That I, he's saying that, that a lot of people are going to be set free this year in the Tree of Life Church. New freedom. That you've been in slavery and, and you've been in bondage. That you're going to be set free from a lot of these things here. 
And if you're here tonight, I know that God has a plan for you in, in, in your life and that you're here tonight to hear the word about Jubilee so that you can be set free, free from whatever has enslaved you. Maybe you are in debt like me and God wants to set you free from that. Maybe you have shame from your past. Maybe you have low self-esteem. Maybe you feel guilty all the time. The devil's pounding you all the time, telling you you're guilty, you're no good. God wants to set you free from that. It's your year of jubilee. Maybe you have sickness or disease in your body. Maybe you've been sick for a long time. Maybe you've had health problems for a long time. I'm believing God for my blood pressure to be normal in Jesus' name. I've been taking blood pressure medicine for 30 years, and I'm tired of it. I'm ready for my jubilee. I'm ready for, for my blood pressure to be normal in Jesus' name. Maybe you got problems with alcohol. Maybe you got problems with drugs. Maybe tobacco. Maybe pornography. Maybe you got trouble with lying. I don't know. Maybe you got oppression or depression. You walk around in a cloud of doom and gloom. It's your year of jubilee. Maybe your marriage is not where it ought to be. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Maybe you're thinking, man, I don't know how we're going to. God said this is your year of jubilee for your marriage. Maybe you need healing in your family. Maybe you've got family members that are going to hell and you don't want them going there. Maybe you have trouble with your family. Maybe they're crazy. I don't know. But it's a year of jubilee for your family. You've got to believe for them. You've got to stand in the gap for the crazy ones. Maybe you have anxiety. And I can, I can deal with that. Wring my hands. Maybe you got stress. These are just a few things. You might have something else. I don't know. Could be something else that has bound you up that you're enslaved to. But let me say this. This is something the Lord kept telling me over and over and over. No matter whose fault it is that you're in slavery, whether it's yours, someone else's, or the devil, God is going to bring you into your year of jubilee. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So why did God start Jubilee? I asked him, I said, God, why did you start Jubilee? What's this all about? Tell me some more. Continue to share with me, Father. And he said, <clears throat> he wanted, to put us, put our, wanted us to put our complete trust and confidence in him, not in ourselves, not in the things of this world. He wanted us to trust him and rest in him. And that was what Jubilee was all about. That's what the Sabbath year, seventh year is all about. He also started Jubilee because of man's sinful nature. Jubilee was a type and shadow of things to come in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to give us true Jubilee. Man continued to break his commandments, continued to break the Sabbath, and continued to break the Sabbath year. And what happened was, Every time, not every time, but a lot of the time, you can go back in the Old Testament and begin to read when the Jews, when Israel got either taken over by somebody or went into slavery or whatever it was, is because they broke the Sabbath year. They did not have their full confidence and trust in God. They did not rest in him. They were doing their own thing. They got in the world and they did it their way. And God said, okay, you want to do it your way? Let's see what happens. And they were sold into slavery and into bondage. 
And so that's why God gave the Jews, gave Israel jubilee, to keep them out of those things, to keep them from that. So let me answer this question. I asked them, can we sell ourselves back into slavery after God has set us free? And the answer is yes. As I told you, God delivered me in some areas that I was enslaved to, and I tell you, I did slip one time since this began, the journey, but I was quick to repent, and God was quick to forgive me. So now I wanna, I wanna talk to you about something for a second. How can we stay free and walk in jubilee and liberty from sin? And here's six things that I wrote down that I think might help you. And I'm sorry I didn't give them to Carson to put up on the screen, but you can either watch this again or get a CD or whatever. Number one is pray every day, spend quality time talking to God and praying in Jesus and praying in the Holy Spirit. Number two is read the word, get into your Bible, see what it says for your life and for your family. Don't just be a hearer of the word, don't just hear the word, but be a doer of the word. Number three, spend time praising and worshiping the Lord. I know we have great time of praise and worship here at the church, but during the week, we need to continue to walk in that. Listen to CDs, listen to Christian radio, sing in the shower like me, uh, where nobody else can hear you and have their feelings hurt or whatever. Okay, number four is go to church. Every time the doors open, go, show up. Sunday morning, Wednesday night, wherever you can, go. Hear the word, sit under the word. We're, pastor Don is the most awesome pastor in the whole world. He loves y'all more than y'all know, ever know. He is always concerned about you. He always has you in his best interest. He's always, he's seeking the Lord 24 seven. What can I do to help the people to learn and disciple them? Because he loves you. Show up. This place ought to be packed out every Sunday and every Wednesday just to hear the word, the knowledge and the wisdom that God, the revelation God gives him. Number five, get into a small group. You know what? You need to get some friends that are godly friends. You need to have friends that'll speak into your life. You'll only go as high as the people that you hang around with. And I've always told my kids, show me your friends and I'll show you how you're going to be in six months or a year from now. And it's true. Billy Prenny, my buddy, always said, you know what? You can't soar with the eagles when you're running with turkeys. And that's truth. And that, that'll liberate some of y'all here tonight. Y'all need, all right? So number six, get an accountability partner. Somebody who can mentor you, somebody that you can allow to speak into your life and, and give you the word and tell you the truth. Okay. Now, how does this relate to us today? As Christians, Jesus is our jubilee. And he bought and paid for each and every one of us with his blood to set us free from eternal death. He saved us and we're now born again. He paid a price a heavy price on the cross for each and every one of you to experience jubilee, to be set free from sin, guilt, shame, all of those things. He did that because he loves you. 
So in closing, Jubilee is an ongoing journey for me and my family. And it's been a real call to freedom for me. I've been set free in a lot of areas of my life that I've needed. In a, and I think we need to celebrate every day our jubilee and our freedom that we have in Jesus. The year of jubilee has is, is given me new hope. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, you know, God's not mad at us, that he loves us. He's, he, he wants peace with us and gives us a future and a hope. And our future and our hope is in him. Our freedom is in him. So what do we do now? What do we need to do next? If you have not made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, now would be a great time to do that. And if you're not experiencing Jubilee, maybe you need to get back in right standing with God. Maybe you just need to say, hey, Lord, I've missed it. And I need to get back in that place. Get back in fellowship with him. And, you know, just see that you can get back to that place of peace and comfort and rest that, that, that he has for you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.